Go Loud presents Opinions Matter with Adrian Kennedy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Katie from our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. If you happen to be out this neck of the woods, we would ask you to do us a little favour, and that is pop into the White Sands Hotel, grab a bite to eat, uh, have a bit of lunch, a bit of dinner, have a couple of pints, uh, stay in the hotel. It's an absolutely fantastic hotel with an amazing view over uh, North Dublin Bay. It really is a fantastic hotel. So if you're out this neck of the woods, please do uh, support um, the White Sands Hotel, who've been very good in supporting us with our Opinions Matter podcast and our uh, setting up of the studio here. Now, what do we want to talk about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast? Well, it's a simple message that was sent to us by email to allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com. Allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com. Hi, I have a topic for your podcast that I'd love you to talk about. I was in Dublin City at the weekend, and I can't believe the amount of junkies that were wandering around, obviously out of uh, their skulls. My friend uh, who was with me started going on about how sad it is uh, that they have this illness. I'm sorry, says this messenger, uh, but it is self-inflicted and my sympathy is minimal. To call it an insult or an illness is insulting to those living with real illnesses that they can't control. When I said this to my friend, she called me selfish and ignorant, but I just hate people comparing addiction to serious, non-self-inflicted illnesses. Am I on my own here? And that's from a lady uh, called Sarah Jane, who uh, emailed us, as I said, to allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com. So, Sarah Jane, thank you very much indeed uh, for getting in contact with us. So, um, there she is. She sees a load of drug addicts um, out of their heads in town over the last uh, weekend. And she, uh, her friend basically said that it was, it was awful to see people with uh, this illness. And Sarah Jane is annoyed that uh, her friend views it as an illness. And that's the conversation that we want to uh, have with you. Our number is 085-825-2626. That's 085-825-2626. Let's kick off straight away, actually, uh, before we even get Katie involved in this conversation with uh, this WhatsApp voice note that came in to us. Hi lads, Um, I just want to give my two cents on the topic that you're about to discuss today. Um, I just saw what it's going to be on Facebook and I was reading some of the comments and I am 100% in agreement with the texter. Um, I go around town a good bit. I'm not comfortable being on the Lewis. I'm not comfortable being on certain streets because of people um, that have a drug addiction because they're off their face, don't know what way they're going to go. Um, I agree they are addicted. I don't feel it's an illness. Um, that's from someone who has a chronic illness. Um, I still have to get up and go and go about my, about my day. I don't get a medical card. Um, I go to a public hospital by self to queue for ages, take unpaid time off work for my illness, not addiction, not an illness that I decided one day, oh, let's see what happens if I do this. So I am, same as the caller, very minimal um, sympathy. Thanks, lads. Looking forward to hearing the podcast later. All right. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, so uh, we got that message in just before we started recording uh, today. Katie, your view on this. Um, as we said, Sarah Jane, who's the lady who sent us the message, mm-hmm. uh, in town with her friend. Her friend said, God love them, they have that illness. And um, Sarah Jane says, I'm sorry, but uh, it's self-inflicted and my sympathy is minimal. Where are first you on all, this? First of all, the word junkie. That, it's a disgusting word to describe a person. Absolutely vile word. And he said junkie in the message, didn't he? Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't believe the amount of junkies that were wandering um, around... Yeah, horrible word. It shouldn't why, be why, was, why is that a horrible it's word? It's just a horrible word to use for someone, to, towards someone. Junkie. It's very descriptive. Like I don't, I'm not mad about the word, but I've never really word. understood why people get so upset about it. But anyway, okay, word. drug anyway, addicts, call um, I can see her point, most definitely. I, I think it's very sad anybody who has a dependency or, or an addiction, but 
if I were to sit here and say that I find it as um, heart wrenching as, you know, the likes of childhood cancer, people who have terminal illnesses. People Why do we need to compare them? Why can't we not just look at a, a drug addict as, as somebody but who has just a different type of illness? Um, it's a different type of illness. It is. Look, it's self-inflicted. I'm not saying they deserve it, but I can't have the same sympathy because when you put a needle in your arm, you know, every the warnings are out there. People know what happens. If you, if you take heroin, you know what the road you're going down. So I can't have the same level of sympathy for someone who does that than I would for a child in Temple Street who is. No, I'm not asking you to have the same level of sympathy, well, but this, this is a but, you, but you don't see this as an illness. You don't see somebody who is addicted to heroin, whose entire life is dictated by their ability to get the drug and get the drug into their system. You don't see that as an illness. It's very sad. I'm not saying I don't have sympathy for them, but no, I don't see it as the same way I would see, you know, people who are fighting to stay alive. Pe- these people... Some drug addicts are fighting to stay alive. I understand that, but when you put the needle in your arm, you know what you're doing. And, you know, people can come at me with, oh, you know, they're in a bad place, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> a lot of people are in bad places that don't take drugs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But... Uh, a lot of people that are on drugs are in a very bad place in their life. An extremely bad place that, in their and life. And that's why I'm saying it is very, very sad to see somebody who need, who has that kind of dependency. But the, the, the debate here is, and the message from the, the original text. Sarah Jane, yeah. Sarah Jane, she, she said, can you have the same level of sympathy for somebody with, a, with a, a different form of illness? And I can't have the same level of sympathy for um, an addict that I well, would Well, okay, for. Sarah Jane is also saying, to call it an illness is insulting to those living with real illnesses uh, that they, they can't control. When I said this to my friend, she called me selfish and ignorant, but I just hate people comparing addiction to serious non-self-inflicted uh, illnesses. Now... Okay, I agree with you that um, for somebody to end up a drug addict, they have to have taken the drug in the first place mm. uh, by choice. Yeah. However, um, it can. Um, some people take it naively. Some people. Oh, stop! No, no, nobody takes it naively. We okay, all know some, what heroin does. Some people uh, take it to escape the horrible life that they have, and that's that's where I'm saying it's very, very sad. Yeah, I understand that, but. There's, there are other ways of dealing with things and it's sad that somebody feels that that's the only way they have, but I can't, I just, if I'm in town and I see an addict walking around, I look at them and I think that's awful. That's really sad. But if I'm actually, I remember a while ago I was out having dinner at the donkey shed with my mom and there was a kid beside me about three or four with no hair. And that just grabs you in a different way. I'm not asking you to compare that, the that, two. That's what the person who sent the message is saying. Can you have the same level of sympathy? So okay, I'm no, saying no, 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 no. Uh, her issue is that uh, my friend uh, who was with me started going on about how sad it is to see that they have that illness. You clearly don't see drug addiction as any type of an illness. It's a dependency. Yes, it's a dependency, yeah. That's how I'd... A dependency... But it's not an illness. <sighs> Obviously, you don't think it's an illness. I... I, I Sandra's saying, Katie, your level of ignorance is beyond me. I'm not ignorant. I know, you know, I know addicts are doing this to escape things that are in their head. I'm, I'm not saying that what this, is, it, this isn't sad, that I don't have any sympathy for them. I'm just saying that I don't have the same level of sympathy for somebody who is sick through no fault of their own. 085-825-2626 is our WhatsApp number. If you would like to get involved in this conversation, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note right now to that number. 085-825-2626. I can feel myself getting annoyed already. So, you know, I'm not going to change how I think or what I feel on this to fit some bullshit liberal agenda. I'm going to say how I feel it is. So you can come at me all you want with I'm ignorant and I'm this and I'm that. Come at me. I don't care. I'm not changing my opinion to suit the populace. I'm sick of this overly politically correct liberal bullshit. I'm not buying into it. It wrecks my head. I'm going to say what I think and come at me if you want. That's it. I don't care. Okay. 085-825-2626 is our uh, WhatsApp number. If you want to get involved in uh, this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Let me kick off uh, on line one. And on line one, we have Rob. You're on Opinions Matter. Rob, how are you? How are you doing? Well, Rob, when you hear um, uh, that message that I read out from the lady whose friend sees drug addiction as an illness, what do you think on this? 
Addiction is an illness. Nobody, no, I don't think anybody could really deny that in regards to what the addiction actually is. But as I said on Facebook earlier on, 25, 30 years ago or longer, uh, people were taking heroin, taking all types of drugs. They didn't know what what it was. They didn't know what like they didn't know the risks. No, no. Well, certainly the first in the same way as in the same way as smoking. Yes, uh, it's, okay. Ago, the, it, was, it was considered cool. Certainly but the first now, the first generation of people. Growing, yeah, but now there's more than enough information there as you're growing up as a kid to know exactly what it, what your future holds mm-hmm. when you put a needle in your arm. Regardless if you have what they call an addictive personality, and I do know what that, and I, and I, because I, I have one of them slightly myself, I have battled with um, gambling addiction. Um, you know, you know what you're, you, you know what the risks are. So if you choose that lifestyle and you end up a junkie, I don't care if Gailey doesn't like the word, I'll still use it. Um, then, but I also think the government facilitates uh, people, you know, with the, with the, with these centres, you know, uh, if these people don't want and have no ambition to get clean or get get out of the drugs, make their life better, then unfortunately, as hard as this may sound, they're nothing but a drain on humanity. Okay, let me let me come back to what you just said a moment ago. That you yourself live with an addiction of sorts. Well, not an addiction of sorts. Uh, you live with a gambling addiction. Is that correct? I have I okay. have slightly battled with it. It's never it's never taken over. Okay, but I mean, when when I do gamble, I tend to. I have at times slightly lost control of myself. Okay. Now, um, is that self-inflicted? Is that your fault for ever gambling? Of course it is. All right. So you you don't see the illness part of of a gambling addiction, no? No. I mean, like, you know, uh, nobody uh, drags me with a scruff and leg into a bookies. No, I agree. However, um, you find it, and, and other people with gambling addiction, severe gambling addiction, find it takes over their entire life because yeah. it, it grabs them, it controls them, where I can walk in and out of uh, bookies to my heart's content and pop a bet on every now and again, and that's the end of that. So, well, I'm fair, so can I. But, I mean, there are times where I'll do a bet and it might come up. Let's say I win 300 quid. And uh, where not where you might say three hundred quid into the pocket, happy days, that's great, and not going near it. I'll go, oh, I wonder can I win more? And then before I know, maybe two hundred fifty that's gone back on in bets in the hope that I'll win. Okay, 3, so 000. is that aspect of your uh, gambling ability is that not a type of illness? I, no, well, I already I already accepted that addiction is an illness, but uh, it's an illness of you know of your own doing. You you you. You know the risks of everything in life nowadays. You know, like no, nobody, okay, so, uh, nobody, so, uh, nobody, anybody, nobody takes a drug or takes a smoke cigarette and and says, "Ah, it's only one. Nothing will possibly happen to me." Okay, so anybody who might naively say or say that they naively took their first drug, I don't accept that. You don't accept that. You don't accept no. that. There's any naive reason for taking uh, very addictive drugs at you know, all. It's like all when you hear these young, you, you hear when these young teenagers. You ever hear? You hear on the news like you know, um, it's happened out where I live uh, years ago. This teenager went to a club, took ecstasy for the very first time, and then died. Mm-hmm. And they say it was the first time taking it. Was it though? Mm-hmm. First time, maybe the parents heard that they took it. I don't you know, believe that anybody naively takes drugs. Everybody no, neither do I. Knows. No, neither do I. Yeah, everybody knows the risks and everybody the dangers. Everybody knows the risks. That's not yeah. to say, you know, I'm not saying that people deserve the life they, that comes with taking it. Oh no, I, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that myself. Yeah. Like I mean, but what I'm hearing from you, Rob, is you have very little sympathy when somebody ends up a, a strung out junkie. Virtually none. Um, I know people uh, throughout my life who have battled to get clean, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for someone who has realised they have a problem and they do everything because it's let's say, say no, everyone knows it's not an easy road. Um, they've battled to get clean and they have gotten clean and, met and really turned their life around. They have families. They have families now, and you know you can't you can't do nothing but respect someone who can pull them out pull them out of a, an almost inescapable hole. So this lady who was in town on the weekend and sees a load of drug addicts around the place uh, out of their heads. Her friend said, "God, it's so sad to see them with that illness." Um, you don't see it in the same way. You don't see it like that. No, I mean when you when you walk by them, would you would you sit there beside them and go? I'm so sorry you're ill. I don't, but I have seen other people. I have seen other people sit down beside them and talk to them. Well, if you've seen someone, if, 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 uh, if you've seen someone who, who was dying with terminal cancer, you'd sit down and talk to them. Yeah, say, po- oh, yeah, yeah, so, you know. yeah, possibly more likely to. Yeah, okay. Stay there for yeah. one second, Rob. 085-825-2626 is our uh, WhatsApp number. 
Uh, Tony, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Tony? All right, lads. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Uh, no bother at all, Tony. Well, Tony, we are talking about the illness, or is it, of uh, drug addiction. What did you want to say on this? Yeah, so I've been going through it for about 18 years now, from the age of 14 up to the age of 22. Um, started off partying, enjoying it. Then I became dependent on the drug and kept using it. And it was just that happening over and over and over and over. I tried various rehabilitations. I came out, I used again. Suicide attempt, came out of hospital, used again. 12 step, used again. I'm actually sitting on a month clean now. I was heavy on cocaine and crack. And I'm a month clean now at the moment with no treatment. Um, I believe that belief is a strong tool. And what you believe, you are. And if you believe you're an addict and you want to fall into that trap. Like, I went through the homeless system and I think it's very easy. I needed all my safety nets to be cut away from me. And I see that as a massive safety net because as addicts, we are, are so, you look for something to fall back on. And as long as you have something to fall back on, you know, and that you have that comfort there, I, I think you're always, you know what I mean? Some people want to change and some don't. Okay, so let me, and, ask, you, uh, let me ask you, Tony. You see, you've been in and out of addiction. You're currently uh, clean uh, for, for only a month, so it's only a, a couple of weeks. Do you believe that you live with any type of an illness? Would you call what you have an illness? No, no. I believe that what I'm noticing now when becoming clean, the craving only lasts for a few days when you have the drug in your body for a certain amount of days, and that craving is going to be stronger. When you get past that craving and stuff like that, the craving's out of your system, it's up in the mind then. It's up to you if you want to act on that thought or not. Okay, now, so, so, okay so, so hang on. This lady saw a load of drug addicts in Dublin over the weekend. Her friend uh, said, God love them, they have an illness. Um, this other lady said, I don't have any sympathy for them because it's all self-inflicted. Is what you live through self-inflicted, Tony? So I've been, contra- I've been contradicting myself because I believed strongly that there was no hope for me, that I was an addict, and I've been contradicting myself now. I would see it as being selfish. Selfish? And I, I was selfish for 17 and 18 years. Okay, so your drug addiction was a selfish, uh, self-centered choice on your behalf. Yes, 100%. Chasing, like, I put it down as dopamine, dopamine hits, quick fixes, again, release. We are not going anywhere. It's not making it better. And Adrian... I believe, right, if they're going into rehabilitation centres and stuff like that, okay, that it's supported your, your social welfare, paying for it. But I think if they come out of there and make the choice after being detoxed, it's on them and they shouldn't have, um, they shouldn't have, be able to fall back on benefits of an addiction. You sound, Tony, uh, now I don't know you from Adam, but you sound in quite a good place at the moment. Is that, would I be right? I'll be honest with you, what I'm doing now at the moment is I'm doing daily blogs on myself and I'm identifying my triggers, my patterns and everything like that and I'm recording it and I'm going to eventually put it up on YouTube of the journey. Um, like if I go with the 12 steps and I do believe belief is a very strong pill and fair play to anyone go with the 12 steps and stuff like that but people that have been recovered for 14 years but they actually believe they have to keep going back to their meetings if you believe that that's your reality that's what you believe you know what I mean so I found another way like change your pattern change your habits if you go to the gym for 21 days in a row what are you going to do on the 27 days more than likely you're going to go to the gym aren't you yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get the point that you're making. So, where you're at right now uh, in your drug addiction battle, can you say to me now, I'm not going to do drugs again? I can say to you now, Adrian, I don't want to do drugs again. And I can say now, I don't like counting the debt. Now, I'm only using the, the time that I'm clean for video purposes and being on the podcast. I believe you're counting that I'm one week clean, I'm two weeks clean, I'm three weeks clean, I'm two months clean. You're always in the past. You know what I mean? You're always fighting it. You know what I mean? You're always fighting it. I have to say, listening to this guy, Tony, like, Tony, fair play to you. Like, you really are incredible. Do you know, to be able to come on and speak so openly, and I mean, I know it's only been a month, but fair play, like... But again, back to the point of the conversation, you believe that everything that you've lived through was self-inflicted selfishness. 
Yeah, and that's what we said to be in the corner. Of course, it's self-inflicted. Nobody forced nobody forced drugs into a system. Of course, it's self-inflicted, regardless of whether it's an illness or not. He t- he took the he chose he willingly took the drugs. Stay there for one second, Tony, if you can, please. Uh, I want to go to Jessica. You're on opinions matter, Jessica. How are you? Yeah. Uh, well, Jessica, what did you want to say on this? Oh, I'm sick to the back teeth of hearing people like, oh, they had a bad, they must have bad experiences, blah, blah, blah. It's common sense. If you have something bad happen to you, why do you need to take drugs? Like, to, how does it get to that stage? To mask what has happened to you. As a matter of interest, actually, Tony, when... when, when therapy. I, okay, Tony, when you, why did you take drugs the very first time you took drugs? What was your reason? My, when I came, when I was having fun with it and stuff like that, I realised at the very beginning I was self-conscious about myself. I had no confidence within myself and the drugs would give me that confidence. And I, I would go to escape, but then I realised it's not really escaping. I'm in the same position. I'm not going anywhere. I mean, problems are okay. under times after the point. Okay, but initially, initially, the first time you took drugs, it was as an escape. The very first time I took drugs was for fun, and I, I wanted to do the drug. Okay, so selfishness, basically. Yes. Okay. Sorry, uh, Jessica, go on. Keep uh, you, you can't stand hearing this kind of sympathy uh, for drug addicts, is that it? Yeah, like, I, like, I'm sorry, how can I have sympathy or empathy for a scumbag who's wrecked their own life? Like, I'm sorry. That, that's what they've done, essentially. And, okay, the lady who was in town the other day uh, with her friend, her friend says, oh, God, love those poor people with their, uh, that they have that illness, the illness of drug addiction. You don't see drug addiction as an illness, no? It's not an illness, no, because, like, like, I used to have seizures as a kid. Was that by choice? No, that's because I had an illness. What, what they did by take by doing a choice that was bad, that is not an illness. Okay, but a bad choice. Yes, I agree that taking heroin, for example, is a bad choice, but leads uh, to a road that maybe you didn't realise. Yeah, but with all, like, with all, it's not new information that heroin and cocaine and all that is bad for you. It's not like new information. So I don't see why in this day and age people are using it as an escape or whatever they want to call it. So when you see a a drug addict out of their face in town or whatever, what goes through your mind? What do you think of that person? Honestly, what goes through my head is, well, they got themselves in that bed. They can lie in it for all I care. That that even for me, that's a bit, that's harsh. You know what I mean? They got, yes, they It is harsh. It is harsh. Okay, I said earlier on, you know, about how I, you know, probably wouldn't feel as much um, I wouldn't feel as heartbroken seeing that as I would a very, very sick child because, you know, they did decide to take that themselves. I'm not saying it's not sad, but, you know, illness is forced upon someone. Drug addiction isn't. Okay, sorry, Jessica, just to go back to something you said a second ago. Did you just say they have ruined Dublin? They have. Look at, look at the stage of city centre nowadays. Like, tell me it's not drug riddled. Okay, and you and you put that down to uh, dr- drug addicts have ruined Dublin city centre. Is that what you're saying? They have, yeah. Especially, like, especially you walk down the streets of Dublin, the absolute smell of piss and everything. Like, I don't know if you can blame that. I don't know if you can blame that just on drug addicts. Well, they w- they won't be all innocent now from it. Let's have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note. Hi guys, love the show. I was just texting about the junkies in town. What about the shop owners? I'm pretty sure that they don't buy the gear on their back, the best of tracksuits, the best of runners. It can't be fair on shop owners paying rents in town, especially the prices. The other thing is, I heard years ago that they get free travel. I'm not 100% sure if that's true or not. It's just, I don't agree with it being an illness. They know where it's going to end up in the end. Opinions Matter with Adrian Kennedy. We're in the middle of a conversation sparked by a message that we got from a lady called Sarah Jane. And Sarah Jane sent us an email to allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com and she says... Uh, I have a topic for your podcast that I'd love you to talk about. I was in Dublin City at the weekend, and I can't believe the amount of junkies that were wandering about, obviously out of their skulls. My friend who was with me started going on about how sad it is that they have that illness. I'm sorry, writes Sarah Jane, but it is self-inflicted and my sympathy is minimal. To call it an an illness is insulting to those living with real illnesses that they can't control. When I said this to my friend, she called me selfish and ignorant, but I just hate people comparing addiction to serious 
non-self-inflicted illnesses. Am I on my own here? She writes. That was from a lady called uh, Sarah Jane. Katie's agreeing with uh, Sarah Jane. No, if you have an addict who's really trying to better themselves and, you know, get it uh, clean and, you know, make something of themselves and, you know, basically build a life for themselves, then that's a bit different to somebody who just wants to go around the whole time off their face and doesn't actually want to break the cycle. I think every drug addict doesn't want to be a drug addict. I think you're wrong. I think some, there are, the ones who really want to, to come out of that life will, because people can do it. If you really want to do it, and I'm not saying it's easy, I'd say, I, I can only imagine how difficult it is. I'd say it is the most difficult thing no, a person I, can I, do. I can't compare it to anything other than smoking cigarettes. And uh, for years and years and years, I said I was giving up cigarettes. I would give them up. Are you and still I'd, off them? I'm still off Where them, yeah. Touch wood and all that. Yep. Um I'm off them six months now, which is the longest I've been off them in years. I hope I never smoke again, but I will never say never. Yeah, I know, um, I know. Because I, of the uh, addiction. With drugs, with, with drugs, it's even harder again because obviously drugs are they're giving you something that cigarettes won't even give you. But I just... If, if well, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, I've for years not wanted to smoke, but still smoked because of the addiction that I had to bloody nicotine. Now, but I do something happened in my own brain last February. Wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I know. But something I, clicked in my brain last February and I stopped smoking that day. I do believe, though, that there are people, there are addicts who don't want to change. They want to go around getting high, getting off their face, um, t- getting their heroin doing their drugs, and that's it. They don't want to change. I, my heart really does break for the ones who do who do want to change, who do want to get clean. But the ones who don't, who go around with no other aim in life other than getting off their faces, I, I my sympathy levels for them, it wouldn't be the same as... Okay, stay there for a second. Let me bring in uh, Jude. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Jude? Not about it all, Adrian. Well, Jude, um, do you have sympathy? Do you see drug addiction as an illness? No, I don't have sympathy, and it isn't an illness. It's a self-inflicted habit. Because what illness do you know of? And you name one up your head that causes criminal activity in your head. Like, they don't use the drugs for the vitamin C value, okay? So why would you have sympathy for someone who who, who has a self-inflicted habit? You were mentioned smoking there. Yeah. You over smoking. You had a, it's a habit. It's not an illness. And also, your smoking habit doesn't, isn't um, causing criminal activity. Like, what does a junkie bring to anyone's table? Tell me one good thing a junkie brings to people's tables. Tell me. Well, they're a human being, Jude. That's you hardly bring it to say I'm a human being, but I'm not. I'm not interfering with anyone else's life. I'm not committing criminal, criminal activity. Okay, not so all. Not, okay, not, not all. Uh, not all drug addicts uh, commit criminal activity. Uh, some drug addicts can uh, exist. Some are functioning addicts that some even hold down jobs. Now, they're few and far between. Yeah, I'm not saying all of them are criminal. But what I'm saying is it's a self-inflicted habit. It's not an illness. Because it's a habit that's self-inflicted. It couldn't be an illness. Cancer um, is an illness. Um, spina bifida is an illness. Anyone you can name off your head, they're illnesses. But uh, being a junkie, just like smoking or being an alcoholic, it's a self-inflicted habit. Court shouldn't be sugar-coated by someone who's woke or a snowflake as an illness. Okay, well then, uh, then answer me this then. How is it that some people are able to uh, kick a drug habit, for example, or uh, a cigarette habit, and others aren't? Weakness. Some people have a stronger character than others. Some people are weaker than others. And junkies are weak people. They're weak the ha- people. Because, habit, yeah, because if you have a habit and you want one, you can't break it. Only you can break the habit. You're weak if you don't deal with it. You're weak if you still have the habit. Like, you're not weak because you're still at the cigarette. You're strong at the moment, yeah? Now, you said never say... Yeah, like I said, six months on, I'm still not smoking, so I'm, I'm happy with myself. But I would never say... I'll never smoke again. But then you were, then you start to become weak when you go back onto the cigarette. That's very harsh. And they're very selfish people. You know, as we established earlier on, people do people end up on drugs for different reasons? You know, different traumas. No Um, excuses. No reasons. Just excuses. Look, you don't know. It's easy for you to say when you're not in the situation. Do you know what I mean? I I still I do think it's very sad someone with an addiction and a dependency like that. But I think to call them weak. Like, that's, that's harsh. So someone like myself and lots of other people, lots of other people, not just myself, who aren't drug addicts, who 
aren't inflicting any of our habits on society. Mm. We're wrong to have that opinion, not to like junkies. Am I, so I shouldn't have this opinion. Should I have the same opinion as you? And I should have sympathy for junkies, should I? Or am I not entitled, as a person who doesn't use drugs, to not like? I think I'm entitled to that opinion. Just like you're entitled to yours. I'm not going to change your mind, but I don't expect you to change my mind. Okay, so trying to change minds here, but I mean, to say that they're weak when you have no, absolutely no idea what's going weak. on in their head or what's brought them to that point is... So who are you to ju- call them weak because you don't know what has gone on to no, get them to that point habit. the weakness is they actually the, actually the evidence of their being weak is because they gave themselves a self-inflicted habit so, uh, so are you it. saying for example uh, Jude the fact that I um, smoked right into my 50s and then finally uh, kicked the habit so I was weak to all those years that I was smoking, was I? Yeah, unless you wanted to give them up as strong as you do now. Yes, anyone who has a habit and just continues on. What to about do just it. being human, Jim? We're, we're all, we all, it, it could happen to yeah, any of us. There's strong humans and there's weak humans. Listen, yeah, it, could, it, humans. it could happen strong, to any of us. If something bad happened to someone you love tomorrow or if you lost your home, lost your job, God knows where you'd end up. It's so easy to sit there and say that you'd ne- that people are weak when you're not in the situation. All excuses, no reason. No okay, reason. Well, then let, me, let me ask you, uh, Jude, because this is a message that's just come in to us and it says, oh my God, so weak people, as you describe them, Jude, do weak people not deserve help? The only person who can help an addict is themselves, not anyone else. It starts and ends with them. Not me, not you, not anyone else. They have to want it. They have to be strong. They have to stop being weak. And that's my opinion. I'm not even trying to convince people I've changed their mind. I'm just it's that opinion and I'm given that opinion. That somebody who continues to um, uh, take drugs is a weak person. Yes, they won't break the habit. Some people are strong, some people are weak. That lady there said, we're all human. We are strong humans and you, weak humans. Okay, were you ever addicted to anything in your life, Jude? No. No. So you never no. smoked? You never... Uh... You smoked, yeah. Oh, you did smoke? Yeah, I gave it up. Okay, and why did you smoke? Oh, pure stupidity. My thought, no one put a gun to my head. I stopped smoking many, many years ago. I drink, but I don't have a drink problem. And I definitely don't use drugs. I don't use The only time I use a drug is what I was described. There, but for the grace of God, Jude, I hope it always stays sunny for you. Listen to me. I hope it always... Hang on a second. How dare you call people weak when you have absolutely no clue at all what has gone on in their lives to bring them to to that point. Well, the reason why I dare do it is because I'm entitled to this opinion, just like you're entitled to yours. Yeah, I'm not thinking... I'm, yes, but your opinion you. makes you a jackass. No, so everyone, so anyone who has an opinion that doesn't agree with you yeah. is a jackass. Yeah, they're all I'm jackass. I don't have the same opinion <laughs> No, dude, calling people, calling people weak because they've, they've done something that you've no clue about, that, that's a ja- you're a jackass. I do have a clue about addiction. That's why I'm not an addict. I don't want to be an addict. I do no, have a clue about addiction. I don't think anybody says to, to their mothers when they're kids, oh, man, when I grow up, I want to be an addict. It's not something people... No, but, no, but we people do become addicts. No, I'm not your trying You have all the sympathy you want. In fact, you do it because there's people like you who have sympathy for them. But I'm, I dare say that because okay, I'm Jude, uh, Jude, I, 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 I just... have to ask Jude a question. Yeah, go right. on. If somebody has, um, is terminally ill from smoking... Do you have sympathy for that for somebody who has, let's say, lung cancer from smoking or liver liver damage no, from alcohol? No. Sorry. No, self-inflicted because I said just like drugs, you don't smoke for the vitamin C. It's self-inflicted. You're all hurt. You're all hurt. Okay, no, well, no, I have to say, hang on, I have to say, uh, I, we got a message uh, a moment ago from Ashley, and Ashley says, my granddad was an alcoholic. I considered him weak. That's somebody whose own granddad was an alcoholic, and obviously it, it, it bothered her. Stay there for one second, uh, Jude. Let me go to John Paul. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, John Paul? Not too bad. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Drug addicts are weak people that we should have no sympathy for. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. Why is it bullshit? Um, because I tell you why, drug addicts just don't go out and pop a needle into his fucking arm, you know? Um, I was a drug addict. Um, I'm 16 years sober now. Um, I was right up to methadone. Started after I got raped when I was seven. I started sniffing aerosol con, um, cans when I was about 10. And I escalated the whole way up, right up to methadone to the age of about something like I was 17 or 18, in and around that. And it was at that time that I lost complete control of myself. I hit rock bottom and I threw myself under a fucking dart and I broke my two legs. That was my rock bottom. 
Uh, I got sent into a psychiatric ward. I had to come down on the detox from the methadone. Um, I was literally strapped to the bed, you know, and I fighted it. And I came out and I go to my meetings now, three nights a week, Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, yeah, every day is a battle. It's a complete battle. And what was it, six years ago, I'm after de- developing epilepsy and I had a brain scan this morning. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. And they, they have me on drugs. I don't want to be on drugs, but I have to take them because I'm taking seizures all of a sudden. Um, and, and could that be related to your drug use? Of course it is. Of course it's related related to my to my um my drug abuse. You know, my mental stable in my head is so fucked up from what I done to my body years ago, and all that, all that, all all of that, all of that building up. And it all came back at me now, even though I'm about 16 years clean. 16 years I'm clean. And you're still, uh, but you're still fighting it. I'm still fighting it. It's a daily thing. What what do you say to Jude, who's on the other line here, who described people like you, uh, maybe not now because uh, you've dealt with your your addiction, that you're clean, but when you were uh, an active addict, he described people like you as weak people. What do you say to that? I kind of agree with him in a way. Um, yes, we're weak because we're so sick. Ah, right. Okay, you know? Jude. Uh, uh, when he was uh, an active addict, he was weak, but he was weak because he was sick. And the addiction, uh, the addiction didn't cause him to be sick. That wasn't the sickness. The addiction, no, because he was successful. No, it was the addiction was the sickness. Jude, you know what, man? Any time you were on these shows, man, you're just a pure dickhead now. If I'm honest with you. You can have your opinion. You can have your opinion. I don't care about your opinion. If you go to one of these meetings and educate well, you yourself, didn't care about it, why are you saying I'm a dickhead? You didn't care. If you don't care about my opinion, why would you call me a dickhead? Because you, you, you don't care about my opinion. All, all these shows from years ago, from all the shows that Adrian's been doing, you always come on. And you're just a pure dickhead on them. Simple as but that. But you said That's you don't care about my opinion. opinion. You don't, don't care, care about my opinion. opinion. But you don't care about the addicts. The addicts. So I have to have the same opinion as you. People. Do I? They're very sick Look, fucking people. They can't just stop. Yeah, you are. They can't just stop That's the next right. morning because they'll die. My sister is still a, um, an addict at the moment. Active addict. Weak, as you call it. She was in, um, what do you call it, ICU twice in the past two years. Okay? Who's with that? My mother Who's died. Well, listen to me, right? Listen to me. My mother died in 2015 from cancer at the age of 50. And she smoked up to 40 day or up to about, I don't know, 60 fags a day for years. Now, was that weak? I don't know. She died of cancer. My father died of cancer in 2020. He never smoked. He had a couple of drinks, all right. Do you know what I mean? So they were sick. Were they weak? Was my mother weak from the smoking? I don't think so, Jude. You okay, you don't think so. I do. You, do you have an opinion? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to change your mind. Well, I didn't even call you a I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you facts. You're just saying an opinion. I'm giving you a fucking fact. If you're no, you just getting this up story about you. you. If you're That's in that you position, you're in that position, okay? Listen to me. If you're in that position, it's an illness. And it still is an illness to me today. To right now, that I'm talking to you now, it's an illness. It's not an illness. It's, it's a thing. Well, would you come here to me, come here to me, right? Mental health, right? It's not an illness. So, I have it for years, depression and everything. I, I tried a humpton time to commit suicide, right? So, what's that? It's an what illness. That it's an illness. illness. Yes, same as addiction. Yeah, lots of people with mental health don't have okay, problems. But hang, hang on. The, the, the point of the conversation, John Paul, is you, okay, you say uh, addiction is an illness, but it's a self inflicted illness, is it not? Uh, no, and, and yes, it's, it's a yawn and net. It's a yes and a no question, right? Yes, it can be self inflicted. Well, no, 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 well, it is. No, it's self inflicted. No one else does it for so you. You get the hell out of yourself. Hang on a minute. I was so fucked up, right? I had nowhere to go. I was homeless. Where was my the head? The sub story won't change my mind. The sub story won't change my mind. The sub story won't change my mind. Just like I don't want you to change your mind. I you don't care about you change your mind. I'm not saying change your mind. Okay, John Paul, what I'm hearing from you is... 
that your um, uh, road to addiction began from a place where you were uh, essentially fucked up in the head. Is that what you're saying? I was gone, Adrian. I was gone. I was on death's door. Okay. Literally, and I was on death's door. Like, I'm going to throw myself in front of a train, for Christ's sake. Okay, now, uh, the addiction that you uh, ended up in, you're saying you got there, you went down that road because of how tragic your life was. Yes. Okay. I had to make the decision. All addicts have to make the decision. Nobody's going to make them for it. And you said that they don't agree with him and what you said. The only person that can stop them is the addicts themselves. Mm. Nobody else. Nobody else can stop them. You have to hit that floor hard. Rock bottom. And then when I threw myself out in front of that train, that was me. I said, no, I, I saw myself out. Do you know what I mean? And then three months in the detox and then another, what was it? Another eight months in treatment. And I had to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? I was in an hour treatment before that, right? Mm. I used to jump out the window and everything and I'll be gone. Okay, you know I mean? let me I'm ask so you then, where are you now in your life? I'm, I'm reasonably okay, you know what I mean? Looking back, I have, to, I, look, I have to wake up every day and just think about what my life was mm. and where I am now. Now, I'm in a great position, don't get me wrong, but mentally, uh, I'm okay, but I'm not okay. I have my good days, I have my bad days, you know? Okay. But like now, I have, I have, I have a house, I have a car, I have a wife. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a good position. You know, but the same point, but it's always there in the background. It's there in the background, and now it's after causing me an illness in the past six years. I'm after sending you the, the proof of it. The MRI was this morning. Um, you know. It's an illness. It's as simple as that. Okay, stay, uh, John Paul. I really appreciate you being so uh, open with us. Uh, I genuinely do, and I, I wish you nothing but the best. And thanks very much indeed for talking to us. All right, cheers. All right. So, uh, John Paul clearly describing uh, drug addiction as an illness and, because and, uh, the amount of he's still anger, living with it. The amount of anger here towards Jude, like Jesus, Jude, you wouldn't want to see the messages that messages that are coming in. I don't think Jude really cares. You'd want do you want to see the messages? The amount of hate. Literally hate. I don't care as long as it doesn't cost me money. I don't give a damn what people think about me. I'm entitled to an opinion. No, you, you are just like everyone you else. Are, is. You absolutely are entitled to an opinion. It's just a very heartless and cruel and nasty opinion. So my opinion has to be the same as everyone else. No, no, no. no. And in fairness, no. uh, Katie, this podcast is called Opinions Matter just, because uh, listen, we I, want I everybody's opinion. And I hate this shit. And I don't you know, have to, you know, agree with the populace. But I mean, saying people are weak because they end up on drugs when you've no idea what got them to that point. That's okay. You're well, yeah, okay, your opinion, Jude. Let me ask you then. When you heard that story a moment ago from John Paul about how he ended up in addiction because he was raped as a seven-year-old kid and his brain was just uh, a complete and utter mess, do you have any sympathy for that? I do. For someone who's raped, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. The horrible thing, especially for a child to be raped. That's not my part. Well, I just don't have any sympathy. Because it is still excuses, not a reason. And I'm not trying to change anyone else's mind, but I think people who have an addiction are weak. Because, Adrian, tell me, right, honestly, hand on heart, tell me, what do they bring to other people's tables? Tell me. Just hand on heart, tell me. Because I've been honest. Are you, are you talking about any type of an addict? Yeah. Or are you talking about drug addicts in particular? Junky chair, drug addicts. What do they bring to people's tables? It's almost tables? like Jude is saying that they, that addicts are, what, what's the word I'm trying They've no purpose. They shouldn't be in existence. That they that they've no no purpose on this earth. No one is perfect. I'm far from perfect. I have loads of flaws. Shit loads of loads of more than anyone else. I I don't have an addiction. Oh, Hallie, Hallie, you're on Opinions Hallie. Matter. Hiya, Hallie. Hiya, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Hallie. Well, what did you want to say on this? Um, uh, we were talking about whether or not addiction is an illness. Addiction is an illness. And just hearing someone so uneducated, so completely, he's actually just blowing my mind the way he's actually speaking on the situation that he has absolutely no clue about. Okay, one of the things he said was... Uh, that addiction is uh, a sign of a weak person. Somebody who becomes addicted or remains addicted is a weak person. How does this make people weak? I am 17 years of age. I just finished school and I lost my sister three years ago to addiction. And this was something that didn't only affect it didn't only affect me, it affected my mom, my whole family. This is just something that has basically affected me my whole life because I knew that this is how my sister was and this this is how I thought she was always going to be and it really just hurt me as in I I really just wanted to help her and it, it affected me. Okay, but uh, so you say you really wanted to help her and that's fine. 
Uh, but I'm assuming by the fact that you've already said she died three years ago that any yeah. help you tried to give her uh, wasn't taken. As I said, I'm only 17. I was 14 at the time. It's It affects me as I'm young and I've seen it a lot. And these un- like these uneducated people who are speaking about it, who've never had anyone in their family lose their battle to this illness it's just something that people cannot give their okay. opinion. Okay, uh, let me a couple of things then, uh, Hallie. Um, you describe it as a, as an illness. Um, it, a lot of people believe that that illness only becomes an illness because you took a drug in the first place. Yeah, I, I obviously I do think it is self inflicted, but. We don't know the problems that they've went through in their lives that, that put them in this Okay, now, and then as a matter of interest, you know your sister or knew your sister. Do you have any understanding as to why she took drugs in the first place? So there was over 10 years between me and my sister, so she was obviously a lot older than me. But from a young age, I knew that it wasn't a normal thing, and that's just the way I saw it. Uh, like at the time I used to be kind of like I don't know it kind of like make me sad and it kind of make me angry at the same time but now that she's gone it changes my opinion on it completely because I know what it's like I've been through it I've seen someone so close to me being destroyed okay but uh, but again I'll go back to the point and you you just said it yourself that yeah. the first time she uh, took a drug and the taking of the fir- uh, of drugs is self-inflicted. So this is a self-inflicted illness. But why, if it's self-inflicted, why does that not make her any... Okay, but any, uh, let, me, let me put it a different way. Um, I, thankfully, touch wood and all that, have given up cigarettes, yep? Yeah. If, in the next year, I happen to develop lung cancer as a result of my many, many, many years of smoking... That is self-inflicted lung cancer. It is. I did that to myself. Uh Yeah. So. And that's what I understand. Okay. So uh, your sister's tragic passing, do you see as self-inflicted or do you see her, uh, her dying as a result of an illness? I see it in both ways. I do see it in both ways. Obviously. And, and, and then another question is, and this was a drug addict, a, a reformed drug addict who said this to us earlier in this podcast, that he believes all of his years of uh, drug taking, he was selfish. He only cared about himself. Is that true of all addicts, including people like your sister? See, we don't know. I don't know because she's not here to tell her story. She's not here to tell us why she did what she did. But as me, she's someone that I... She's the reason why I take... Like, it's changed my whole perspective on things. Now, like, I see homeless people on the street. Maybe they could have had addiction. Maybe they could have done anything. That's the reason why they're homeless. I never look down on these people. People look down... So what you're saying is, to people listening to uh, this podcast, many of whom have a preconceived notion of what a drug addict is, they're selfish, it's self-inflicted, we should have no sympathy for them. Having lost your sister, you now see those people as human beings who need help. Every, everyone on this earth is a human being. No one should not be classed as a human being because they have an addiction. No one should be classed as a lower class person because they have addiction. That's completely not acceptable to say. As you've said, you you don't have an addiction. I don't have an addiction, but I knew someone that did, someone that was close to me. And she's someone that I admire so much. She's my big sister. She's someone that I admire that. Admire for for what? Because she was a great person despite the fact that she took drugs. Why is she not a great person because she took drugs? Well, actually... Well, Jude... uh, Jude, that's a very good question. Why why should she not be a great person because she has... she had difficulties in her life. Why should she not be classed as a person? And actually, can we just say as well, her. sorry, can we just say as well, sorry for your loss, because mm. that is that is horrible. This, this girl is only 17 and she's speaking more sense than Jude, who's what, in his 
40s. Sorry, Jude. Uh, answer the, 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 the question that she made. Why is a drug addict not a good person because they happen to be a drug addict? Uh, okay, first of all, that lady there that was speaking about her sister. Her sister stopped or stopped herself from being a good person because of her addiction. She had probably so much potential, just like that other lady, that lady there talking, who isn't an addict, had so much potential, but she snuffed it out because of addiction. And I can't see how... Now, she's biased. Obviously, of course, she's... I don't want to change her mind, but she's because she, she, her sister was an addict. But someone who isn't an addict can still have a clue. The reason why I'm not an addict as well is because I do have a clue what damage drugs do to you. I have a son myself, and I do, he knows not to do this from an early age. I don't want. I told her about drug use. It's bad. It's illegal, and you'll only end up with nothing, and your health will go, or you'll die before your time, and I could end up burying you. I don't want my son to be drugged. I told him about it, about it, that it does nothing for you. And we but all okay. Uh, okay, we, we all know that. And Hallie, I'm sure uh, you know that. You know not to go near drugs uh, oh, because, oh, you, you, because you've seen what uh, happened to your own sister. Yeah. Let me ask you, and, and listening to you talk, I have to say, it sounds like this is something that you uh, would like to start working in. Am I right? Yeah, so I recently just finished school and I'm doing social care. So basically I want to like get on the platform of helping others helping people in struggle, not only addiction, helping people in any sort of struggle that they have. Because I have struggled completely. I've struggled in school. I've struggled talking to people. It's It really does affect the people around you, not only because it was a loss. The reason why it's a loss, it changes your whole per, like perspective on these people. Nobody ever talks about the people who sell the drugs, who give people the drugs, who live their most amazing lives with their, all their money. Nobody ever gives them people the treatment that they deserve. They're the people who should be called the bad people. Yeah, and, and, and they're the ones that get uh, hero send-offs when they have funerals and stuff like that, which makes me sick to my stomach. Are, yeah. What about the people who are going through it? I don't appreciate people talking about this situation when they've never gone through it. They've never seen anyone go through it. As a, like I was only 14 when this happened and it changed my life forever. And this is something that I've always wanted to do now. Okay, so so just to wrap up with you, uh, Hallie, and I really appreciate you talking to us. You're a great talker for a 17-year-old and fair play to you. Now, let me ask you, your sister who passed away from drug addiction, are you... Do you have any anger towards her for taking a drug in the first place? I do, but at the same time, I I can't be angry because I don't know what was happening in her life at the time. I can't say, why did you do this? Why? Because she's not here to tell us why. Did you ever ask her when she was here? It was just something that I didn't really like bringing up to her because we, I don't know. Like It was just something that I didn't really want to talk about with her because... Mm. It was just like, like she did have her good days and she did have her bad days, but at the same time, she was still always a person to me. She was just, she was my sister at the end of the day. She was never anyone I saw different. She was never someone that I looked down on. And people like her, I never looked down on. because. Okay, and, and your appeal then to people listening to us right now who do look down their noses at uh, drug addicts, who do walk past them uh, on the street, is to, um, to have a bit of uh, sympathy, to have a heart, and to realise that they are human beings after all. They are human beings. They're the same as everyone else. They're the same as anyone else going through any mental health situation, any illness, it's the exact same. Hallie, I, I really wish you well and I really appreciate you talking to us. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks very much indeed. All right, let's have a listen to uh, this WhatsApp voice note. Like, who's to say that these people didn't, don't, aren't dealing with things by doing drugs, such as an illness? They could have been mentally ill, which is an illness. That's like saying you're addicted to drugs, you're not ill. If you have a mental illness, are you ill? Or is it just your head? Like, well, people could be coping with mental illnesses, they could be coping with terminal diagnoses. We haven't a clue, like, so... So you can't just judge, you know. Opinions matter with Adrian Kennedy. 
Now, let me uh, squeeze in some more calls on what we're talking about, and that is drug addiction. And the message that we got originally was from a lady called Sarah Jane in town at the weekend. She's a load of drug addicts or drunk junkies, as she calls them, walking around out of their skulls. My friend who was with me started going on about how sad it is that they have that illness. I'm sorry, but it is self-inflicted and my sympathy is minimal says uh, Sarah Jane and that's the conversation that we're uh, having with you um, Angela you're on Opinions Matter hi Angela hi Adrian hi, no, Angela, uh, what did you want to say on this Angela can't believe I'm actually going to say after all these years I'm on the same side as Jude. Oh, right. Okay, but you are, obviously. I am, yeah, because, you see, it's, it's very easy for people to judge, yes, but when you've been in that predicament, when you've had someone take everything that you own and sell it, take money from you, steal from you, leave you with drug debt and drug dealers calling to your house, then you, you've no sympathy. And I don't. I okay, and, no and, and have you gone through that? Yes, yeah, very recently. Very recently. And, and okay, so somebody with an addiction um, literally ripped you off. Ripped me, ripped me, broke me. He literally broke me. And I didn't know this when I got involved with him. It's been going on a long time. He's had so much help, so much to offer his health and you know, prefers to live the high life, going out, having his drinks, having his drugs to anything. And you know, he had a fabulous home, a fabulous life, a fabulous job, and he preferred to sit down and become a cokehead. So no, I've no sympathy. It's not an illness, not a disease. It's a choice. I don't it's know if you were, I don't know if you heard that young girl uh, a couple of minutes ago, Hallie, um, uh, talking about her. Uh, sister having died uh, three years ago from uh, drugs. That young lady sounds much more empathetic towards somebody who develops an addiction. Yeah, well, that young lady probably hasn't gone through being penniless because of it. That young lady probably didn't have dealers calling to her house, threatening them. Whatever her sister went through, I'm whatever she's gone through because of her sister, I'm very sorry. But this is the reality. This is the reality. This is the reality of it. Like, if she's 17 now, it was three years ago, she was 14. And see her sister go through that is not nice. But did her parents have to go through something that they kept from her? Yes, it was her sister. But I'm telling you now, it's not nice to get phone calls and people knocking on your door saying they're going to take your dog, going to burn your house, going to burn your car. That's the reality of it. That's exactly what I went through. And it's frightening, it's scary, and it's disgusting. Okay. And, and you... Had a choice. Okay. And you blame... Um this individual, and obviously I want to be very careful about identifying, I, I'm uh, not going to name yeah, about nope. identifying anybody, but you blame this particular individual for being uh, selfish in uh, yeah. his, his drug addiction. Yeah, absolutely. Totally selfish. He chose drugs over every single thing in life. Everything in life. Right, okay. Um, that is sad to uh, to hear that. So, back to the conversation, which was the message that we got in at the at the start of this podcast, uh, where Sarah Jane says um, that it is insulting to describe drug addiction as an illness. Do you see it at all in any way, shape or form as an illness? No, it's not an illness. It's a choice. It's a choice. When you compare it to other illnesses like, like you know, uh, and I'm going to use it again, cancer or heart disease. Yeah, or, I had cancer. Yes, I had cancer. yeah, I know you spoke to us before. Yeah, you, so you've been through that. You've had, a, yeah. you know, a severe illness. When you compare it to other illnesses like that, I do think I, I would be lying if I said that there wasn't a difference because your cancer, you didn't do anything. Even, And I know people are going to throw up the smoke one, but with the cancer you had, that wasn't even related to smoking, was it? No. So, no, no. I mean, with, no with no, your no illness, you had done nothing. It was forced upon you. Whereas yeah. with this, they are people are making a choice to inject themselves yeah. with a substance they yeah, know they is only continue to do it they only continue to do it because of the addiction that they have I only continued to smoke for I years know. because I was addicted like to nicotine. I'm a smoker. I'm a smoker. But the thing is, with me doing that, it's not affecting every anyone else. That's the, that, you know, I hate when people yeah. say that as well. With a drinker. Yeah. If, if you're not an alcoholic and you're a social drinker, you know, you like your few drinks, you're not affecting anyone else. Mm -hmm. When you decide to put a tablet, inject, or anything up your nose, now people do it socially. That's fine. There's people who can do it. That's fine. But when it comes to when you walk into a house and don't leave unless you have found 
and sourced out five euro. That's pathetic. Okay, stay there for one second, Angela. Um, and again, as with uh, previous callers, I really appreciate you uh, sharing your, your story with us. Um, would, sorry, would, Casey. You, would you class it as an illness? Um, would I class it as... Uh, I think it gets to the stage that it becomes an illness. You become so sick from it. You become so uh, engrossed in your addiction. The addiction takes over and it becomes an illness. I agree that it's self-inflicted mm-hmm. in well, that... it is self-inflicted. Because you, you took it in the first yes. place. But it does become all-consuming uh, eventually. So would you have the same level of, of sympathy for an addict as you would for somebody who was had heart disease? I don't know why we're comparing the two. Because this is what the topic is. This is where the, what the issue this person said at the message at the start. I, I, have, I can't have If the you're same asking me, do sympathy. I have sympathy for somebody whose life is in such a shit place that they no, sit obvious, on the street every day listen, begging for money to get drugs? But I'm saying, would you have the same... Honestly, if, if I came in and told you now, Adrian, I'm, I've just been diagnosed with cancer, or if I came in and said, Adrian, I have a drug problem. I don't think you'd have the same level of sympathy for me if I said I have a drug problem that you, than you would if I said I have cancer. Okay, let me squeeze in one you last call. The I, 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 because I don't know if there's a comparison. I, I don't know why we're making comparisons. Because, I would obviously have sympathy for you. a lot you. of people who have... Um, the but if I told you tomorrow I had lung cancer, which was clearly from years of smoking, you'd still feel sorry for me with my lung would, cancer. But what I'm saying is, is people who um, have long-term illnesses... My, they hear uh, addiction being described as illness and it's, it, it insults them. I know, I've seen it on our Facebook page, people who have, and as well, it's, you know, people with cancer, heart disease, kidney disease, they're fighting to live. They're fighting to stay alive. Addicts are, you know, I know they're in a bad place, but they're throwing everything they have away. Okay, uh, M- Michelle sent this message. Self-inflicted as much as committing suicide is self-inflicted. Uh, it's all mental illness. And I do believe that a lot of people become addicted to uh, drugs due to, in a lot of cases, due no. to mental illness. I do I, believe yes, that. Yes, I think in a lot of cases, but I think to say every person who's ever taken drugs did it because of a mental health. No, 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 I don't. That's bullshit. Don't, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, I want to squeeze in one final call, and it is on line three, and that is, John, you are on Opinions Matter. How are you, John? Hi, Jane. How are you? Hey, John. Thanks, John. Well, John, what did you want to say on this? Um, well, living with addiction, as I'd call it, um, my brother, um, good, good, good few years ago, um, he lost his house, he lost his missus, he lost everything. Um, he went off the head of his Adrian, um, with his mental health, and uh, he just couldn't function. He, his job and all went down the swan. Everything, everything. He ended up back in the man does, and um, he uh, drinking, uh, drinking and doing drugs. Uh, he got into drugs. Uh, he was out all the time. Um, yeah, he ended up on the heroin then. Um, I couldn't believe it. This guy, you would never, ever, ever, ever in your life dream that you would do drugs. Uh, you know, we we couldn't even believe it. Was, uh, he was, you know, we were trying to get him the help he needed and getting, um, you know, and, and we were all bunching in. We were a very big family. And he went down this route of, um, you know, um, literally, um, my mum and dad showing him out and, and, and he lived with me. Yes, he did rob off me. Of course he did. Um, he took money out of my house, he took money out of my wallet, he took my car one day, uh, I didn't know where the car was, I rang him, where's my car? Yeah, I'm just using it, for, I said, get that fucking car back, I says, you're not even insured to drive it. Um, it, it what that lady said, everything above, and what Hallie, Hallie said there as well, that, that, that God love that car, you know, it is an illness, of course it's an illness, because... You know, this so, guy. So sorry, you, you, your brother was uh, while he was robbing your car and driving it uninsured. It was because he had an illness. Yes, it is definitely an illness. Drugs is an illness, and it knows no boundaries. And this person, but is it I, is it not a self inflicted illness? It is, of course. I'm going to agree with you on that one, Adrian. Yes, it is. Of course, it's self inflicted. But the fact of the matter is that he had everything going for him. He had his whole life ahead of him, and he didn't just wake up one day and stick a needle in his arm. This went down and this took months upon months to take on. And then eventually um, he, he went to shit. Um, he ended up on the streets. Um, he ended up on a methadone program. Um, look, you know, I know that lady's hurting there, you know, people, you know, threatening her and, 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 and don't she, you know. But well, it happened to us. It happened to us. He took the money. He took everything, you know. But we went, uh, we went and we got him off the streets again and we gave him another chance and we tried again. And, and, and what's the situation now? You wouldn't believe it. He has a job. He has a new girl. He has a house. 
they have a mortgage. You you wouldn't not you could not write this shit. Okay, so he has literally turned his life around. Absolutely, Asian. And these are human beings, by the way. These okay, and, 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 and what I'm hearing from you then, John, is that we shouldn't give up on somebody who is uh, an addict. That we need to see them as as human beings. We need to Absolutely. treat them Absolutely. like human beings and not be. Despite what uh, what this family member did to you, you you're not angry by the sounds of it. In, not, in, in the same way that Angela is, it wasn't my brother, Asian. It wasn't him. These drugs, what they done to him, it wasn't him. It wasn't him operating. Okay, his shell was there. It's fact, and it is actual fact. I'm sorry, no, that's you making know. excuses. That's making it excuses. Is, so what, why, why would I make an excuse, Katie? Taking no your car, stealing from you. Come on, there's no, there's oh, no I'm excuse not. good enough for doing that. Just because I'm drugs. You know so what the thing is, Katie? I'm gonna say this to you, Katie, and hold on for a minute now. I'm gonna listen to Hallie's story there, and I, 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 I lost friends through drugs and what have you not, and and I'm not here to tell their story mm-hmm. today. Thank God, my brother is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Hallie's sister's not here. Um, you know, to tell her. You know, and what Hallie's went to the She's only seventeen now, and she's had to live with a as I call it, living with addiction. When you have a family member and they're going through, and you only see that through your own eyes and see what you're doing and see what they're doing to themselves, it's absolutely fucking devastating to watch. You see a person in your family absolutely diminishing themselves, absolutely killing themselves in front of you. And it's fucking shocking to see. And it's harrowing to see. Mm. And how he's got over whole sister ended up in a fucking wooden box over this and you know and, and she, 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 she you heard her she wished she could have done something better or could have done more for her she was just so young like again my brother tried to commit he, commit, he tried to commit suicide three times like you know I'm just glad he's here today now okay, now, and again John your argument is that it was his chronic illness and addiction that led him to do the things that he did Absolutely. and when he was cured of his illness He's an amazing person now. Asian, we look back at photographs, and I shit you not. And, and, and he looks back at him and he says, oh my God. And he cries about it. And he's, he, you know, he was like, what the fuck was I? Yeah, who was that? You know, and he do, and I'd be like, listen, you, you look, you're, you're here now. You're doing, you know, you're doing fucking well to get here today. Mm. Um, and, and like, the other guys did say there, that one of the guys there was saying, and, and they're not junkies, by the way. These are good acts. They're not, junk, they're not junkies. So address them in the proper way. Um, these people need help. And the better help that they get is the better, you know. And, uh, okay, and, yeah, but as, uh, by your own admission, uh, you did try to get him help over the years. Uh, it's only when a drug addict or an addict of any type uh, wants to help themselves that they can be helped. And they can be helped. That's yeah, they point. can. All right. John, thanks very much indeed uh, for sharing uh, that story with us. I want to squeeze in one final uh, WhatsApp voice note, and this is Sandra. Hi, loud Sandra here. Uh, just a genuine question I want to ask you. Uh, would you consider someone who drinks alcohol 24-7 who's an alcoholic and someone who is a passive smoker would you consider them on having an illness as well just comparing um, there are people that believe alcoholism is an illness as well I have to say still not the same as some other illnesses and to me an illness that is forced upon you is different and illness that you can't have, that you don't have anything to do with. As I said earlier, people are fighting their hardest battle to stay alive. People with the, you know, kidney failure, uh, liver failure, cancer, all that. And meanwhile, whatever the reason is for doing it, people are sticking needles in their arms. I just can't have the same level of sympathy myself. All right. Thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. There are um, a couple of commenters on our Facebook page, Katie, calling for us to sack you. Oh. So I think we'll do that right now. Yes. Sack me, please. You're fired. I've been trying to get sacked by these two for years. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please hit subscribe or follow And click the little bell icon on Spotify and you'll be notified the next time we upload a new uh, podcast. Please share this podcast to your own social media channels so that others can join in the fun. Thanks very much indeed for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Opinions matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.